Welcome to Bowties in Business, where a fashionable nerd and knowledge meet. Regardless of whether your career is just starting, steady, or stalling, join me and a collection of business and thought leaders who are experts in their field as they share their decades of first-hand real-world experience from the ground floor to the executive suite and every corner of the business world. Welcome back, everybody. This is Tim Kubiak, and you're listening to Bowties in Business. Today's topic is remote selling. It's something a lot of people have been forced into because of the coronavirus. But the truth is, huge businesses, including several that I've been part of throughout my career, do 95% of the selling remotely, meaning over the telephone. We're not talking consumer to consumer here. We're talking business to business. We're talking hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars a year's enterprises and they're out there they're everywhere and a lot of sellers don't realize this so for those of you that are new to having to do most of your selling over the phone this is going to be really practical advice really get you going for those of you that don't know hopefully it's a good reminder maybe you get some new things out of it with that if you like what you hear and you haven't done so already please subscribe also we're growing our podcast every week and it's because of help of our listeners and those of us that are our readers on timkubiak.com. Please share this with your friends. Encourage them to subscribe. And the other thing is the weekly newsletter on timkubiak.com, the weekly sales letter, has been redone. Great new format, great new content, including things from other thought leaders on their sites to help you grow your business, grow your sales, and understand your customers better. So if you don't already subscribe, jump over there. Go ahead. Please do that as well. And with that, we're going to just jump into the episode like always. Remote selling. What is remote selling? Well, traditionally, it meant selling when you weren't able to be in front of your customer. Now, a lot of people comes to mind is a telesales organization. In some ways, that is absolutely going to be true, but we're not thinking of it in the contact center sense where you have auto dollars calling out. Nothing wrong with that business. That's just not what we're talking about. Or high volumes of calls coming in off ad generation. What we're talking about today is really selling from a business to another business over the telephone. And many times it's an ongoing relationship, though not always. And one of the things, you know, we love with it on our socials this week is 95% of success is just showing up. Now that can mean anything, right? But you have to be there. You have to make the call, engage the customer in this case. Now, yes, you have to show up for work. Yes, you have to pursue what you want. Showing up is a big part of it. But this is no different than any other type of selling. And this is where remote selling often gets a bad rap. And I'm watching some really high dollar guys, you know, that can't go see customers right now, can't jump on airplanes and do their normal routine, you know, adjusting what they do to keep their business going. And part of it is we're working with them. It's still have a plan. Every call has to have a purpose. You have to have a plan. The check-in calls, hey, how you doing? What's the weather like? That's great for my mother. It might be great for your friends, you know. But for business, it doesn't work. You have to have a plan. You have to have an agenda. We've talked about this in the past. We'll link to some of that content in the show notes for those of you that don't have it. We also have the sales call planning guide. Sales call planning guide, while it is written with the purpose in mind of having all the details you need for a live in-person call, it certainly can work for a remote call. Everything's the same instead of address. It's bridge number or Zoom number or what you have. The other thing is you still need to use your team depending on the nature of the call. If you are pitching, why would you pitch solo if you typically had an engineer with you or another part of your company with you on a big pitch? 
Likewise, why wouldn't you involve more people on the customer side? Sure, if it's a transactional conversation, that's fine. But use your team just like you always would. The other thing is really you have to be present. And I can't stress this one enough. Multitasking, terrible, terrible thing, right? And, and I did it for years. And you're just not as good. You're not dialed in. You're not focused. You're not present. You might be there and connected on whatever device you're using, but you're not really live in the conversation. And when you're selling remotely, you have to be every bit as present, if not more so, than when you're in the room. In the room, you wouldn't be checking messages, scrolling things, texting whomever, right? So don't do it when you're in a sales call over the phone or over a video conference. Now, there's other temptations. I like to shut off Messenger when I'm on a sales call so people aren't popping up in my IM. And sometimes that's good and sometimes that's bad because the team does lose the ability to communicate when you do that. Um, you have to listen. This is a big one. I was actually having a conversation with an old friend last week and she, you know, we were talking about sales errors. And she said, you know the biggest one I see? And it was salespeople don't listen. You need to listen. And one of the things we coach to a lot is not just listening to what is being said, but listening for understanding. So if somebody says, I care about price, and I always pick on price, I know. But if somebody says, I care about price, what do they mean by price? Do they mean the cost to acquire the goods, the total cost to own the goods, the cost to operate it? You know, is it a full figure what you know what all goes into price component and that's a whole separate conversation on above the line below the line cost with a customer but that's a great example of it's a chance to ask deeper questions okay you want what do you mean by price and price is always an element right it comes up all the freaking time um the other thing is Zoom, I hear, and I love, I'm seeing all these articles out there on Zoom fatigue. A very good friend of mine was upset because she'd worked remote for years, and now everybody's using video. And, you know, she has to get up and do her hair and makeup every day, just like when she travels or goes into the office. I'm like, oh, well, welcome to my world, right? No, um, but it is truth. It is a change for a lot of people that were remote sellers and remote workers, the increase of video. The other side of that is, is I have a good friend that works at a video conferencing company and I showed up for a call and man, he's beautifully lit and groomed and everything's perfect and his backdrop looks like a movie scene or something. And then there's me with my sloppy bookcases and my lighting and the windows peeking through and, you know, blaring me out. But the truth is, is those things are all things that are not essential to sell. What is essential though is you're there, you're dialed in, that you're making eye contact, that you're looking at people, that you're using video to be as close to being in the room as you can. And body language still talks. You can tell when people are listening. You can tell when they're not. You know, yes, you got to focus on the slides if you're delivering the deck, but you should make sure you have that other window up so you're seeing the participants or key participants in it. With that, keep your slides simple. Just because you're selling remotely and doing a web conference does not give you license to write an eye chart. First of all, everybody's monitors are different resolutions. They render differently. No two people really see the same thing in the same color scheme identically. Anyhow, technology makes it even worse. So do try to keep your slides simple. Keep them to high-level points. If you need to deliver detailed information on a slide, Double check your fonts, double check it on just a laptop screen versus a big monitor because it's going to look different. And so many people aren't using external monitors when they're working from home or even when they're traveling, frankly, when business conditions are the old normal, not the new normal. 
Another idea is to just use this time to build relationships. Now, corporate dinners, outings, face-to-face gatherings, things like that are never going to be replaced by remote relationship building. But to tell you a story from early in my career, I only saw my customers the first four years of my career really once a year. It was at an annual conference put on by our main supplier. The other 95% of the time, in those days, there was no video. There was no web. I'm a dinosaur. I get it. Frankly, most people didn't even still have cell phones yet, and they certainly weren't using them all day long for business conversations. So we were doing business over very primitive email and telephone calls. And yes, I took orders and sold and got projects done over the telephone that today compliance departments would freak out about where I would do a 20-site deal and it would literally be done verbally over a telephone call. But that's a whole different way of building a relationship. You still can have the same give and take. I talked about having a purpose to your call, not just calling to check in, but you can really get to know people, give them the room to talk, pause a little longer, let them keep you know, telling their story, let them make sure that they've answered their question fully or gotten their complete answer out before you jump back in. And that, it takes a little bit of time, but do that. Take that time, listen, and build the relationship there. And then look for opportunities to add value. Adding value isn't just giving stuff away. It's understanding what the customer needs and helping them get the outcomes they desire with your product or service. Now, sometimes it's flipping gear. Sometimes adding value, though, is just a piece of information, an update on an upcoming training, information on a new release and some feature set that's going to potentially resolve a problem, conversations about where you're at in your supply chain. Now I'm going to pause on that one because right now supply chains are glorified in a way that they really never were before the pandemic. Sorry, everybody just expected your supply chain to work. Now there's questions about it, not just in the consumer space, but in the commercial space. You know, when can I have it? How quick can I have it? How sure are you that you have it in stock that's going to be produced at time? Digital products, less of an issue, certainly. But supply chain conversations are good conversations to have now. By the way, another friend and client just won their first major outsourced supply chain deal for their corporation. Why? Because she kept asking about that opportunity. And this client realized in recent weeks that they were incurring costs they didn't need to when they could have it professionally managed for less money, have a better outcome. But supply chain, whether you're on the delivery side of it, whether logistics and shipping is your business, certainly hot conversations right now. So that's the tips for remote selling for this week. We're trying to keep some of these shorter. Uh, Next week, we've got a really great one with a young man, Mason Bendigo, who is in medical device sales. He also hosts a podcast, Breathe in Air. If you didn't catch last week's, we had an entrepreneur, Sean Herr, who's the co-founder of NutriIQ on. Really cool stuff. He's launching an app, so go check out those episodes. And as always, thanks for being here. Appreciate you listening. Give us a like and a share. And don't forget to sign up for the newsletter at timkubiak.com. Talk to you all next week. Bye. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you've enjoyed this episode. We put out fresh content every Tuesday. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, tell your friends, and share on your own social media accounts. Want us to see what you have to say? It's a BYOB kind of party. Bring your own bow tie. So hashtag bring your own bow tie. Our listeners are important to us. 
After all, it's you we create this content for. With that in mind, we're doing a mailbag episode once a quarter. If you have suggestions, ideas, or questions you'd like answered, email us at mailbag at bowtiesandbusiness.com. This show is produced, edited, and researched by Courtney Kubiak with the help of her rescue dogs, Tequila Rose and Rooney.